and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Program Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm so excited to be speaking with Liz Matthews, who's our Senior Vice President of Brand and Experiential Marketing at Dell Technologies. Hey, Liz, how are you? Hi, Cheryl. So good to be here with you today. Oh, well, thanks for joining us. And I know our partners are going to be really excited to hear just your thoughts and perspectives. Share with our listeners a little bit about your role and all that it encompasses. Clearly, the steward of our brand is an exciting and big opportunity. So share with the team a little bit about what you do. Oh, absolutely. And I always say I have the greatest job in the world because in a nutshell, me and my team are responsible for the verbal and visual articulation of our purpose. And that encompasses a lot of things, which range from our brand identity and how we educate people in the company, all the campaigns and creative for all segments. So on the business to business side of the house, obviously we partner very closely with your organization, Cheryl from a partner and channel standpoint, and also consumer, gaming, and small business. I have an internal ad agency of about 200 people called Dell Blue, and we also work with amazing external agency partners, so we have a hybrid model there. And I also look after our big experiential events, what we call our flagship events, like Dell Technologies World, as well as our global sponsorships, so our relationships with People like McLaren and F1 and the PJ Tour with our title sponsorship of the Dell Technologies Match Play. But I always say myself and my team are not alone, responsible for the brand. Brands are truly alive. And it's each and every individual in our organization, along with our partners who actually bring this brand to life every day. Well, I'll tell you, there's never been a more interesting time than the last year we just navigated. And I'm describing it as a reflective year. And I know it very much was with you and your team that really led us to this most recent campaign that your team has brought out in market. And it's really powerful, which is our Stop at Nothing campaign. So maybe share with our listeners a little bit about how that came to be, what identity it captures and reflects, and where our partners can expect to see it in market. Absolutely. And you're so right. It was a reflective year and so much happened. And I think earlier in the year, we talked about how we had great plans and we had amazing advertising planned and we pulled it all. And we really, really focused on our customers and being there to help and what they needed. And through that process, we recognized we needed to really replant that flag. Something became apparently clear, and it really was the tenacity and the relentless spirit of our team members to serve, to serve our customers, to serve our partners, to serve each other, to serve our families. That ended up being the inspiration for Stop at Nothing. And when you think about it, the campaign really is about where we started and where we're going. You know, we started with computers, but we didn't stop there. And that relentless spirit to continue to innovate and deliver technology in different ways and new technology on behalf of our customers so they can keep their business going is the essence of the campaign. And like I said, it 
deep down, the inside scoop is it really is a love letter to our team members because it was inspired by their spirit. And this idea, too, that Dell Technologies has grown and we are so much more than we used to be. And it is about our end-to-end solutions. It is about our partnership and our partners delivering that technology to them every day. And we're real excited about it. We think we've seen it resonates. And it's been running in the U.S. and will continue to run throughout this year. You may see it on TV. If you ever get back in an airport, you'll see it there. And obviously a huge digital presence in social also. We're about to launch that next phase of it where we're going to ask people what inspires you to stop at nothing. And actually not only get customer stories, but people stories, because the sentiment is relevant to the largest of companies and businesses, to our partners, but also to individuals. I'll tell you, it's very powerful. It is a wonderful reflection and expression of the resiliency, both our customers and our partners, and the true partnership on how we came together. And our partners definitely benefit from this kind of air cover and this kind of broader brand campaign messaging. And it was a big inspiration, frankly, for us refreshing our promise statement to the partners. Together, we stop at nothing because we too saw just amazing work that we jointly did and our partners showed up to really drive a lot of capability. And we enable our partners to leverage all the fantastic creative work that you do and bringing just that humanitarian connection to the purpose of the brand, but also in their demand generation activities. So we have a wealth of information on the partner portal. We have a robust demand generation platform. We have our digital marketing tool that helps partners navigate automation. And we've taken all the Stop It Nothing campaign content, modularized it, put event kits out there, videos, campaign briefs, and the like that our partners can leverage as well when they go to market. So it's really powerful work that we extend pretty phenomenally, Liz, the work you and your team do to help support our partners. Absolutely. And you and your team do an unbelievable job. And look, we don't create anything that isn't extensible to our entire partner ecosystem. And you are so right. The idea of together, we stop at nothing and being able to bring in the partners who work with us every day. Because again, they inspired us, right? And, you know, Cheryl, you know me, I'm a big believer in positive energy. And when you come to the table together and you don't look at it as a transaction, but you truly look at it as a partnership, Great things happen. So kudos to your team. Thank you for working with the partners and making it something they can use in their everyday. And you are so right. Big, great advertising is nice, but the real day-to-day happens in the connections around demand generation, demand conversion. And at the end of the day, I mean it lovingly, but we want to sell and we want to sell with our partners. Well, and I think one of the things that's been really motivating, and as I've talked and interacted with partners, 
we can all feel really proud. I'm personally proud of the way we as a company showed up. I'm really proud of the way our partners showed up and the inspirational work we did to just serve and help our customers navigate what arguably was a very unplanned, unprecedented year. But we're all optimistic at what the future holds, what the demand climate seems to be pointing to. We're not going to be resting anytime soon, right? There's a tremendous opportunity that we all need to drive. And one of the areas I'd love to get your thoughts on, because we've had quite a lot of discussion with our partners on pivoting to digital engagement, virtual engagement versus in-person events, how we can help them be more successful and execute effectively in social selling. Your team has done phenomenal work at a record pace on really learning, test and learn, test and learn to help us navigate. And you're hosting some of the industry's largest events, like with Dell Technologies World, Share a little bit about that learning journey, how we've landed on what we arguably see as a hybrid model going forward. Man, it was a year of learning. And you said it, test and learn and apply it sometimes within the next hour. And so hybrid engagement, hybrid events are here to stay. The learnings that I would say we took away this last year, and and we even saw behaviors change throughout the year. But what we found is being focused on the messages in some of these virtual events paid off. And so, you know, you think about a big event that you may have or a big trade show, and there's so many different things going on, so many messages, you're trying to get everything across. Well, we found a lot of success when we could narrow what we were talking about and be more unilaterally focused on product launches or partner engagement. And saw greater engagement and reach when we narrowed the topics we were talking about. So very different than a very large event. Second, shorter is better. I can't tell you (laughs) the learnings that we've had about that. And I would tell you over the the year, people's attention spans got shorter. And so the ideal time, 20 minutes. And what used to be long keynotes, 45-minute, 50-minute, hour-long keynotes, longer events, those types of things, the art of getting those messages down to a short amount of time in a virtual environment is essential. And then what we found is when you have that captivating engagement, it's reusable for a long time. And not only people do come back and rewatch the content, but you can use it in new and innovative ways. And I would say that's the greatest learning is the reuse of content that you can edit it, you can repackage it and use it in many, many different ways. And then lastly, what I would say, as we do begin to return to in-person, what we found is there's always going to be a role for digital But at the same time, we're rethinking the value of when we are in person and how we're going to use it. And look, I've said it, and I'll always say it, there is no, no substitute for human connection. We're wired that way. And so when you're sitting across the desk or you're sitting across the table having coffee, it's a different electricity. And so we're going to hopefully go back to that soon and use that in very, very smart ways. 
Well, it's been phenomenal to just watch what we've all achieved. And we're certainly trying to extend and share best practices along the way with our partners. And we're all getting better along the way. Your team is so talented at bringing that emotional connection with the purpose of our brand. And you know, mm -hmm. I love your language. I think you said a love letter to our team members and just your language of how that resonates. And our social impact agenda and strategy for the company and our progress made real and our moonshot goals of 2030 are something I know our customers really find intriguing, our partners do. It's something I'm incredibly proud of is what the brand and the company really stands for. And you do a lot of work on how to bring that shining through, how to bring that forward. Talk about the story in our marketing communications around our Progress Made Real initiatives. Absolutely. And it is cornerstone to our brand because it's not about what we do every day. It's also about who we are. And we've planted the flag around some really audacious and important goals that we're striving towards to 2030. And you know this, it matters to customers. It matters to partners. It matters to people every day, how you show up as a company and what you believe in. And so those goals are a statement of what we truly believe and how we're striving for that. But the real important aspect of this is how you weave it into your everyday storytelling. Because Cheryl, the last thing we want it to be is a bolt-on, that we talk about all these things. And then we say, oh, and by the way, we have these goals. No, we know 95% of RFPs contain sustainability questions. That's our everyday. So when we talk about our solutions, when we talk about how we serve customers, when we talk about the great work we do with partners, we want to have the aspects of who we are as a company be woven in to that every day. Because just like human beings, <laughs> we're complex, we're made of a lot of different things. And so that's really our strategy and our approach. And we're not 100% there yet. We still have work to do and that's okay. And then of course, Cheryl, there are going to be times when we specifically and explicitly sit down and talk about our progress rate real goals. But the real goal is to, to have it woven into the fabric and have each and every team member, leader, partner be able to explain what Dell Technology stands for. Well, I'll tell you, I've had so many engaging discussions with partners and it really resonates with them around this because it is a differentiator, frankly, because it is just a core tenet of our culture. We are definitely blessed that it's a founder-led CEO at our company and it's at the heart of who we are and the tone at the top and it absolutely does come through. And our partners are starting to see, as you're mentioning, it's increasingly on RFPs. It's on the front of mind agenda of our customers. So we need to make sure we're meeting them where they are and attentive to the opportunities, the strategies, the responsibility, and the effort and initiatives we're taking to try and ensure we're giving back. And for all of our partners, we absolutely are taking a lot of the good work that your team has built and created. And we're putting that on our digital marketing tool. It's living mm -hmm. under 
our social responsibility site and page where there's an increasing number of resources that our partners can leverage and include in their RFP responses and certainly can share with their own company's efforts. And it's a bit of a call to action, frankly, because we have pretty aspirational, ambitious targets and goals in these moonshot goals, and we can't do it alone. We need everybody's help to drive and participate and really make advances in the market. And so we ask our partners to join us in these efforts and initiatives, which they do, which is awesome. So awesome. Because, you know, we're not going to drive change unless we do it together. Absolutely. So maybe let me turn to maybe just a little bit more of a leadership question. And we've all been commenting around, you know, this last year has been uniquely different. It's brought its own set of challenges. We've all had to be more empathetic, more flexible. What has it meant and how have you had to adapt? What have you learned or taken away on your personal leadership style with your team to help everybody just stay energized? Great question. And I think as, as, as leaders and individuals, we learn so much. So let me start by saying I am an off the charts extrovert. And so this year was a real learning for me because I realized how much of my energy comes from interpersonal connection. And when I had to do that through a Zoom screen, it became very different for me. And so I would say unequivocally, I found the ways to connect with people and change up how I communicated, when I communicated, so I could have those personal connections. So, you know, you probably could ask my team and they're like, oh my gosh, Liz calls me all the time on my cell phone. <laughs> and like my texts would blow up, but I really wanted to connect with people in human ways. And so I did call more, I did text. As the pandemic started to open up, I would go for walks in the neighborhood with people who I worked with at Dow where we could have that connection. And I would say, as a leader, unequivocally, it made me more human because everyone, everyone was going through something. And quickly, you realize that there are no labels. No one is worse off than the other. Everyone had something and acknowledging that and supporting that and communicating that, whether it be email or calls, doing things like I had open office hours where people could just come in and talk and connect. And so I would say as a leader, it rebalanced my priorities and humanity was always important to me as a leader, but it rose so far to the top also. And I would say on the flip side of that is learning to disconnect because the pattern I saw in myself and probably saw it in team members was at times, it became hard to disconnect because we were always on phones and laptops and things like that. And that's not healthy. We have to get energy in in different ways so we're balanced and everyone was going through something and they had to figure out how and where to refill. And so really disconnecting, when I say disconnecting from work, that doesn't mean you maybe reading your Kindle is your joy and it's on a piece of technology and that was how you were going to fill your cup. but really taking time away from the day-to-day -day work to refill, making sure you were taking those quote-unquote vacations, even if you weren't going anywhere, but you had time to yourself, because I think that's what got overlooked the most. So 
the balance, the priorities, the humanity, the personal stories. It's, it's hard for me sometimes to share things personally and being open and vulnerable with my team members and say, yeah, you know, I feel that too. Yeah, some days I don't want to get on Zoom and that's okay. I keep using the term reflective year and the other term I've used is it's the great equalizer because yeah. you're exactly right. It has had all of us partners, customers, colleagues, family, friends, everywhere around the world in the exact same circumstances, like the exact same. So we're all dealing with something, as you say. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And I have to give you a little curveball because I, as we wrap up our segment, you're going to yeah. have some fun. I always have to have a little fun with this. Share for all of us a fun fact about Liz that would not be on your resume. We, your colleagues and friends may not know. What's a fun fact about Liz? So I actually know how to sew my own clothes. And my mom taught me to sew at a very young age. She was a big sewer. And I had my own sewing machine. And when I was seven, I made my Easter outfit and I chose purple velvet for Easter because I loved that fabric. And still to this day, we have the picture framed because even my mom was like, purple velvet, April. And I'm like, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and that feel served me well all through high school. I would peg my own pants. I won't tell you what generation that was that we were doing that style wise, but I whipped out that sewing machine. And still to this day, Whenever any of my friends have something that needs, I'm not joking, hemming, sewing, whatever, they actually come to me and I fix it. So, uh, oh, well, how awesome. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, my, my mother was a fantastic seamstress. And I have to tell you, my sister got all those talents. I did not. <laughs> so. well, you have many other talents, Sherry. Many others. <laughs> she has the sewing machine and the embroidery machine and could do all that. And I don't. Oh, <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Well, I'll tell you, Liz, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I know our partners are thrilled to hear from you. And on behalf of our whole partner community, I just want to thank you and your team for just all the inspirational work you do for the brand. It always makes us feel great when we see it in market and events, and you give us so much support. So thanks so oh, much. Absolutely, Cheryl. What an honor and a gift to be here today. Thank you. Well, Liz, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. I'm excited to see how partners are going to be able to leverage all the information that your team does, as well as the new Stop at Nothing campaign. And if you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And join us in a couple of weeks for our next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, be safe and stay well.